Peter, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh, it's all perfectly legal. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? Behold my greatest creation, Mac. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Busy Playing Something, episode 22. I'm your host for today, Joshua LaRosa, and joined, as always, by he only streams everything, Sean Harron. Yes, I do. <laughs> Unfortunately. <And> our <laughs> unofficial sponsor, that is Vincent Condello. Oh, is that, have I ranked up the unofficial sponsor? Yeah. You're the sponsor of today's episode. Congratulations. That's it. We are busy playing something. We are somewhat of a video game podcast. You can find us on podcast feeds each and every Friday going live at 9 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Times, then releasing topic by topic throughout the week, Sunday and Tuesday before the full episode goes live on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Vincent, Sir Vinny, how are you, my friend? Oh, I was telling you before, I'm having a bit of a time at home, people with their conspiracy theories and the covid life and people getting cabin fever i'm just i need to move out man like i'm the oldest out of all three of us and i'm still living at home mm, mm, yes mm. Mm. <laughs> how are you enjoying being at a home oh it's not too bad um i'm able to like i'm still working from home so i'm still in a really privileged position at the moment uh compared to a lot of other people but so I, I'm, I'm fine with this lockdown and I'm happy that, uh, well, hopefully that it will last a little bit longer than what it is because we need to get it down. But otherwise, yeah, like living outside of home, it, it does have its perks. Like sure, uh, everything costs a little bit more, but uh, otherwise, no, it, it's nice to have that sort of freedom. And Vinny, real yes. question for today's show. Now, Sean's come, uh, you know, he's live today from, a, he's come from a time machine. This is Sean from uh, 2005. I don't know if he looks a little younger to you. <laughs> How looks- are we feeling about this baby face, Sean? I was, it was the first thing I noticed. He's got like, it's almost like when you have the beauty filter on, everything smoothed out. Not that I know mm. that, but yeah, you know, just things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's looking very smooth, very, very fresh. Uh, I actually trimmed myself a little bit, but I went to like a five o'clock shadow. This guy's gone next mm. level. Mm. I just, I've, I gone, I've, gone, I've gone all the way back in time to Josh. Do you, <laughs> do you use, are you a, uh, like a, a foam guy? Are you a you shaving know, cream? You use butter, shaving cream? No, I, I, I used I used the shaving cream this time. Uh, well, usually I do, but like being in lockdown is kind of it's given me an opportunity to be able to basically grow my facial hair because mm. I've never really been able to do that, um, whether it's my body or through work or something like that because you need to be presentable uh, when talking to people. So like now that I'm working from home and I'm mostly dealing internally, uh, mm. I, I'm I'm able to kind of like yeah see see Experiment. see what my body yeah and um it was getting just a little bit long and so you know when you're uh when you're taking a drink out of a cup and uh you can feel your mustache hairs in it it's probably a little bit a little bit too long see i've always been laughed at throughout the years i can't grow facial hair but when i shave it is it's like i use that much shaving cream it's as if i've got a full beard you know what I mean? Like I get really, cause I'm worried I'm going to cut myself and I, I really foam up and you always see those movies where it's like the dad teaches you to shave. Like my dad, yeah, yeah. N- no one told me I was like 13 or 14, had the worst mustache ever. And I just thought, you know what, this thing needs to go. But anyway, we are busy playing something somewhat of a video game podcast, all that fun <laughs> stuff. Guys, we've got a, a lot of things to talk through today. 
two topics, two main topics. We are skipping busy playing something this week because we are just still yet to, to complete the media, which is the League of Legends Origins. Is that correct? That is Did correct. Yeah. That is correct. Yes. Look at me. I'm now the League of Legends experts. But we have two topics. Are still coming. <laughs> yeah. And that, that game, I'm still waiting for Australian Post to send that out. But two topics today, guys. We're going to be talking about what the PS5 and Series X launch looks like this year. And the second topic is the console wars. But we'll get into the first topic first, which usually makes sense being the first topic. Now, the question I have for you is with the consoles releasing this year, we know Microsoft uh, have confirmed that the, the Series X is coming this November. What do we think the launch is going to look like in terms of release date? So we're going to do release date first. I'll go to you first, Sean. Yeah. When do so, we expect these consoles to release? We've got information previously that there is a street date on the Xbox Series X controllers. Uh, and that street date is November 6th. So I'm really believing that that's a fairly solid date, uh, especially mm-hmm. with the advertising campaign that... Uh, Microsoft does have uh, already booked in uh, for the week leading up to that. Okay. And with the PS5, are you are you thinking, so are you expecting the Xbox to launch first? I, I believe the Xbox Series X will launch first. So I'm believing uh, it'll launch November 6th. And for the PlayStation Series X, I think that's going to launch two weeks later on the 20th of November. And the reason why I'm saying 20th of November and not say the week after is, well, firstly, PlayStation has put in a advertising campaign similar to Microsoft's in the week leading up to it. So from the 13th onwards. So, and I don't think that the console is going to release a week later. It would need to basically generate its own hype. It would need to have time. So I think two weeks afterwards is a pretty solid bet. So the 20th the 20th of November. So both consoles will be out in November is my prediction. Yep. And Sir Vincent, what about you? Well, based on the leaks of the Xbox, I was thinking November 6th would be a good, good guess judged by the the leak of the controller that was tweeted out a couple of weeks ago. And for the PS5, I also said around mid November, but I was thinking more like 15th or 16th of November. I don't know why that, uh, number pops into my head. It's generally like the same time they release a new Pokemon game, which is always so like, you know, if Sony wants to be a bit of a, like do a little bit of an uppercut, upper jab to Nintendo and just take that, take that date. Mm. Why not? More power to them. Why not? Uh, I think I, I, I agree, right? November 6th is, we, we used to work in retail. Sean, you still do, right? Like we, we, we get it. That would happen all the time. We'd get stuff sent to us and we weren't allowed to put it on the shelves until X date. So I think that's a pretty safe bet. November 6th uh, will be the date. In terms of PS5, I, I agree again with you guys that I think the PS5 is going to launch after the Series X and S, which they still haven't officially announced at this point. But so we can't talk ridiculous. about it. It's not official. No, no it, doesn't, it doesn't actually exist, apparently. Uh, but yeah, November 13th or November 20th is the dates that jump to mind. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, PS4 had a staggered release, right? So it launched first in America, two weeks later came to the, to the Englands and then didn't launch <laughs> until three months after that for, for Japan. So it'd be interesting to see if PS5 has another staggered release or they are going to aim for a worldwide release. Why are you laughing at me? I uh, love that you call like the UK, the England. 
The Englands. <laughs> yeah. The Englands. Oi, Governor, it's me. I'm here. I live in England. Is that about right? Is that yeah, that's about do? right. Yeah, no, I've been to Scotland, Ireland, and, you know, the UK, and that's that's exactly how they talk. I fit right in. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now let's move to price. What do we expect these consoles to cost? Now we can either go both USD and Australian dollars because they usually typically announce in USD, but whatever works for you. We'll go with you first, Vinny. PS5 with a disc. So disc PS5. I'm thinking about 549 and then the digital version being 499 USD. Yep. These prices are prices both in USD, by the way. I don't really yep. know what the price would be for australian it's it's got to be in the six to seven hundreds really that's what i think about mm-hmm. what you factor in exchange rate and everything so not too like accurate on oh, that say, yeah exactly i know what these stock exchanges i i know that mm-hmm. we're in a recession yes all the things mm-hmm. and for the xbox the only console that they have officially announced which is the physical console i'd say they'd actually try to undercut the PS5 and have it for about 499. That's my theory. I think you're just trying to get it competitive because they're with the delay of Halo Infinite, they're kind of on the back foot right now. So maybe lowering the price point might be more incentive to pick up that console. And it's also coming out first, which is, or theorizing in my theory, it's coming out first. So it might help. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Vinny, you said at the start of this, this conversation, I don't know. I haven't put much thought in. I haven't done my preparation. And to be fair, Sony and Microsoft seemingly haven't done their preparation either because nobody knows what these consoles are, when they're coming out and how much they're going to cost. But we'll go to you next, Sean. Are you, do you agree with Vinny with these prices? Have you got a little bit different kind of interpretation? What's your thoughts? Um, so I'll, I'll try and keep it to Australian dollars uh, purely for a majority of our listeners who are Australian. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that the, the Xbox Series X will probably launch around the $550 to $600 Australian mark. I think that's roughly where it'll be. Uh, my my thinking behind that... Yeah, well, cheap. My thinking behind that is that was basically just a little bit higher than a premium price for an Xbox, ser- uh, an Xbox One X, uh, which has now been discontinued. So the premium version of the Xbox One. And so I think they're going to try and get that similar sort of market as a starting point in terms of the PlayStation five, I think it'll be about $50 to hundred dollars more expensive. So I'm looking at around about, uh, you're looking at about 650, maybe 700. Although keep in mind that I think this is for a premium version. So this is, this include uh, has a disc drive for physical games. Mm-hmm. These consoles, I think they're going to be expensive. And if they're, no, I'm no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they're going to be expensive overall because of the technology that they have, and also with uh, production costs and all that sort of stuff. With COVID, uh, mm. they'll be needing to make that money back soon, and I, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But I, I'm a little bit wary about launch titles overall, so mm-hmm. it's going to be an interesting uh, time for the new consoles to release. Yeah, I I uh, agree and disagree in a, in a multiple senses. Some of the figures you've given, like I agree with the American pricing, but I don't necessarily agree with the Australian pricing, which is kind of weird. Like we don't know, right? But in my mind, I like PS4 launched in the US at three ninety nine. I think the PS5 is going to be more expensive. I'm picking that the PS4, uh, sorry, <laughs> PS5 disc edition 
and the Xbox Series X will launch in, again, US. And I've got both US and Australian because I've converted it and kind of figured out where I think it's going to sit. I think PS5 and Series X will launch at 499 USD, which mm-hmm. translates roughly to about 670. So I think we're going to get a 699 Australian price. So again, 499 USD, 699 Australian. PS5 Digital Edition, I think. So I think the main consoles are going to be on par in terms of price. I think under that, we're going to see the PS5 Discless Edition or Edition or Digital Edition at $399. So $100 cheaper, which makes sense because that price now matches what the PS4 was at launch. So what's the Australian uh, price for that? $549, which is, again, what the PS4 was here in Australia. So I think we're going to have the, the main consoles, obviously the most expensive, PS5 Digital under that. But then I think the Series S is going to come in a lot cheaper. So I had two thoughts for the Series S. I had $299 in mind, which is $100 cheaper than the digital, uh, digital edition of the PS5. Wow. Or $349. So Phil Spencer said in the past that Microsoft is saying agile in terms of pricing. And a lot of people are thinking that they're talking Series X and trying to undercut Sony against the PS5. I actually think they mean agile on the Series S meaning depending on where PS5 digital edition sits, the Series S is going to come in, it needs to come in significantly cheaper. So my prediction was $299 at the absolute cheapest American or possibly $349, putting it $50 cheaper than the digital PS5. And in terms of Australian dollars, that's $399 Australian or $499 Australian, depending on if they go $299 or $349. So I think... Yeah, I think they need to go cheap at this point. With, with Halo being moved, these consoles are going to sell because it's Christmas and it's a new generation of consoles, but I feel like they need to have something that's going to drive people to buy this console. What well, do you guys spoke, think? Well, we've spoken about in the past uh, what Microsoft will need to do for the new Xboxes uh, in order to get them into people's hands. And Game Pass is basically it's saving grace right now uh, as you as we've mentioned multiple times already there's no halo so with the digital console it makes a lot of sense to have game pass and an xbox gold subscription so probably game pass ultimate that's the their ticket they want every person who buys a digital xbox series x or xbox series s uh to get game pass ultimate that that's going to be their driving force if it's anything less it's almost considered a failure for them because yeah, I would I would nearly yeah I would nearly launch with those like even if we go with the pricing I said I would they would have to launch with Game Pass thirty day free free trial on top of even meeting where PlayStation is so say if the Xbox Series X and PS Five are both four ninety nine American I think on top of that Microsoft need to incentivize and say thirty days free with Game Pass because they need they haven't got a Spider Man you know what I mean what do you reckon Vinny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was gonna say people are people really underestimate what a what a free trial does to I guess from a perspective of actually income because generally to do a free trial you got to charge you got to put in your credit card information or your PayPal information and then after all that if you don't cancel it you just get charged and it's like oh I'm getting charged might as well keep going and that has a lot of I guess it's good for the good for the uh, person who's actually getting all the money, you're bad for the consumer. But in that sense, it will help Xbox. So I'm all for it, really. If they do a free trial, I think it's actually way more beneficial than what people lead on because rarely any people, rarely people cancel their subscriptions after initially signing up. What about you, Sean? 
I think one of the ways that they could justify, uh, as you've already said, one of the things that they could justify having maybe a slightly higher price than what the Xbox Series S could come in, so the digital version, would be to maybe up the price by 100 bucks, but you get 12 months of Game Pass Ultimate. So Game Pass Ultimate at the moment for us, it's, it's about $15, $16 a month. Mm. So $100, you're getting it cheaper. I don't think they're going to do that, but that's an no. option for them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think they need to come not only on par with the PS5's pricing, cheaper, even with oh, Game yeah. Pass. Like, they have to do it at this point. Uh, but yeah, I think we, we, we should hope, or <laughs> I hope we get these prices and release dates in the next four weeks. So let's keep our fingers crossed for that one. But one last question for the panel. I like the word panel, Sean. I think, that's, I think I've taken that off you. You refer to us as the panel. Yeah, yes. that's good. I like that. Now, the question, this all kind of ties into the fact that we haven't got a release date and we haven't got pricing and Microsoft haven't announced <laughs> a console, which is crazy to think they've got another console that's apparently coming out in November. Do we believe the consoles should be pushed or delayed into 2021? Now, before I go to you guys to get your thoughts, I thought I'd quickly go through three or four key points or the key things we know at this point. So as we said, both companies haven't announced a price or release date. We know, again, Microsoft plans to release Series X in November. We have, as of recording, the 3rd of September, no events booked or announced uh, that are planned to release those things. Microsoft's heavily rumoured Series S has not officially been announced or revealed. And then from a Xbox perspective, Halo Infinite has been pushed. So that's a little bit of kind of context going into the conversation, but I'll go to you first, Sean. Do you think these consoles should be pushed into 2021? No, <laughs> I think that it, it sounds like a smart decision from the onset where if they're waiting for say more launch titles. So for example, let's talk, let's just talk Xbox. Cause we've been talking about that for a while. If they're looking to, to no, launch the game about Xbox. Yeah. Right. If if we're if we're talking about Halo Infinite and they want to you know launch Halo Infinite with the console, they're going to have to move the console back with the game. It's going to put them further out. They're they're not investing a hell of a lot into Xbox One that we know of past this year. Everything is moving over to the next gen. Uh, a lot of the games that we already know about, like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, all these sorts of games, they're all coming late this year. They're going to be on both consoles. If if they put if they were to push back you know, to even a February or a March, I think that they've, they've missed their window. It's the same thing with PlayStation. They want to be able to get the Christmas rush. The fact that we're still in COVID lockdown, like I, I don't think that's a, like a really a valid point because as much as we should be staying at home, not everybody is. So taking that out of it, you can't, you can't beat a Christmas sale. You can't beat your boxing day, all that sort of stuff they need to sell these consoles or at least have them available before the Christmas holidays, before school holidays. So that way they can take advantage of the sales. If it's mm -hmm. post, what are people going to buy? Like if I have a PlayStation four, like great. I, if I didn't pick up Ghost of Tsushima, I might be able to pick that up really cheap, but otherwise I'm just going to be holding out for a new console. We've had people already over the past year withhold buying an Xbox one or a PS4 because they're waiting for the new console. So like making them wait longer, that's just less sales for now. I'm pretty sure they want to get in early. All right. Well, we'll go to Vinny next. Should these consoles be pushed out of 2020? What are your thoughts? 
I agree with Sean. I also think, no, the holidays, we've, like I said, we've all worked in retail. Um, mm. One of us still does. It's, we know how important the holiday season is and how much profitability there is for the games market at Christmas time. Even you yeah, think Black Friday. Black, Black Friday, November 27th. So that's why I think consoles are pushed to have that release in early November or mid-November because by Black Friday, generally the prices won't go down at all. But even if people will just buy it because they think it's on sale or it's they're out there buying anyway, so they'll make that splurge. People are aware that if that's the season coming up, people will spend money knowing that there is a possibility of getting that console. And we've seen the videos on the internet about Black Friday Rush. It's insane. Actually, mm. little side topic. Have, people, have you guys seen the videos of people putting the Fall Guys music yep. on no, top of no. the Black Friday sales? Yeah, I've, oh, I've, awesome. I got it sent to me this week. And, oh, uh, my God. It is it hilarious. Was, it was pretty good. It is so good. Oh, man. That, I, uh, <laughs> I, I agree with you guys. And for multiple reasons, I don't, I don't think these consoles will be pushed. But to play devil's advocate, I, I guess you could see it that if, if one was to do it, you could get away with having both. I think Microsoft would like to delay if they could, thinking that Halo is, based on what the announcements that's going with Halo, they've got one of their seasoned veterans joining back the team. I think that game's about a year out anyway. So I think given the choice, if, if they could both come together and say, let's push, I'm sure Microsoft would be like, yes, let's delay a year. We've got to keep in mind the economic factor of what's going on in the world with COVID. Uh, you know, we're in a privileged position to still be working. So there is plenty out there that, aren't in that position but in saying that if the consoles were to come out they're not disappearing next year right so if they were to come out and you didn't get the first batch and you know you get back to work and then things return to normal you can buy it then so that was just playing devil's advocate in terms of sales i think traditionally you're right what what uh, what vinnie said right the, the november rush the christmas rush makes sense we're going to keep in mind though guys that you know switch launched i think march uh, and, and is doing extremely well. So there is a, an argument to be made that, you know, the release window of, of fall doesn't necessarily impact it as much. What do you think, Vinny? Uh, I was just, question occurred to me when you talked about the PS4. Do you think that both consoles are going to be released worldwide at the same time, or are there going to be delays country to country? We're talking about more I... the, like, you know, UK, Europe, Australia, Oceania, Asia. Do you reckon those countries are going to get it at the same time? It's tough because Microsoft, if we look at Sony first, Sony's got a pretty much a a pretty strong stranglehold in UK and Japan. And I guess you can say in some ways in Australia as well. So traditionally Sony will stagger their launch knowing, especially in Japan, like, like I said, at the start of the show, right? They launch three months later and they know it's because they've got that territory wrapped. Microsoft Mm. aren't going to be able to kind of get in there. So potentially I think Sony is looking like the one that will do it this year. The fact that in the U S there's a, a raffle system that, you know, if you want to win the right to the, to pre-order the console through PlayStation, you can do that. So I feel like Sony's going to be hit with a lot of uh, stock issues. They, you know, the, I think we had on one of our episodes, Vinny, that Sony boosted production to try to get 10 million units produced between November and, and, and end of quarter one, 2021. I think Microsoft will aim for a worldwide release. I think Microsoft, probably will have a worldwide release. Sony are more likely to stagger. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I, I was going to say, yeah, Microsoft will 
probably go for a worldwide launch. Uh, that's yeah. kind of like it's what they've tried to do recently and i think they're going to stick with that uh in terms of playstation they have more avenues to be able to do that um they have owned de- territories as you've said so having a state launch for them it's not really going to hurt their bottom line uh, mm. it, it's just for them it's just about getting stock out so we already know in advance before these two consoles have come out that the playstation 5 is is more highly sought after so I, i'm sure sony are aware of that and they're going to be able to market the console accordingly. Whereas with Microsoft and the Xbox, they, they really need to try and win people over. So they're going to try and do it all in one big hit. Everybody can play at the same time. Yeah. And as bad as this sounds, I actually think the COVID situation in some ways is going to help these consoles in the sense that, you know, we, we've spoken about this off podcast when the NES Classic and Super Nintendo Classic came out, right? The idea of false scarcity, which is a, a Nintendo tactic that they the do with absolutely still everything still it, works so if sony do have limited supply which i think they will these things are going to fly off the shelves and i think playstation in particular and this is not just me saying this as a playstation guy is going to be the sought after system for this year so in a sense it may build more momentum in the sense that if you see one you buy one very similar to what people did with the wii when the wii came out and with the nes classic i remember people buying three of them or like family members that don't even play video games would, I remember my auntie, I think it was called me and said, I just saw this, the, the NES thing on the shelf because it became, you know, mainstream media. Yeah. And she's like, do you want it? And I think that was the one I actually was looking for and she got it. So that, that's a thing too. What do you think, Sean? Do you guys remember the Pokemon 2DSs? Yes. Oh, the doorstops. No, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Nobody, nobody needed them. Nobody wanted them. A 3DS was perfectly fine. And two. the two DS, the two DS was wasn't really selling that well, and so they're like, "All right, we're going to do three limited edition Pokemon ones, and there's going to be scarcity. There's not going to be a lot." And next thing you know, people are buying six and seven to flog them off uh, for a hell of a lot more than what they're worth. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I I do agree. PlayStation, like they, they they'll they'll sell whatever amount yeah. they put on the shelves will sell. Yeah, and just to wrap it up before we move on to the next topic, I think one interesting thing that just jumped into my mind, and this is potentially could be a, a kind of confusing message, but they may look into it. If, if they've got X amount of physical versions versus X amount of digital, I'm talking PlayStation. If, if say for Japan, I don't know what the Japanese market's like, but if they're majority digital, they might have a day and day worldwide release. However, the digital version of the PS5 launches on Japan only. And then the physical ones point. are America and everywhere else. And then at some point it crosses over where they're both released. So they can do that as well. I just thought that was an interesting thought. Yeah, we've got to remember this is just, there are, it's almost, uh, funnily enough, Nintendo did it first with the Wii U Basic and the Wii U Premium, but there, there are two consoles the coming out. Is. <laughs> there are two consoles coming out on release. Like there is, there are two different varieties of the same, essentially the same product with minor modifications. You are getting- We don't know that. Microsoft haven't announced it yet. It couldn't, it could all be fake. All these controllers could have fake promotional on there. We don't know. It's happening. All right. <laughs> I will, yeah. like, I don't know what I'll do, but it surely it has to be the same thing. If they're doing it, if Sony is doing it, there's no reason Microsoft shouldn't be doing it because yeah. they're competing. They're competing in the same market. They're trying to do the same thing. All because yeah. Nintendo did it first, everyone. Pioneers. Well, you know, you always you can always count on Nintendo to lead the way. You can always count on the Wii U to lead the way. Exactly. This is our, uh, you know, 
this is busy playing something. We are somewhat of a Wii U podcast. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have an episode where we're gonna talk about the Wii, all right? Uh, the Wii U. Oh, sorry. Man. Like just just we, get over it. We're gonna do it. We've got to do it. My first podcasting experience was after the Wii U launched. I think I've mentioned this on the on the show previously, and I, I've, I've I've got it. So I, I did say after episode 100, I'd release it, and it was a podcast, Sean, with me and Vinny. We did have I think one of our friends on there at the time. And it was me saying that the Wii U was going to fail. And Vinny's like, no, it's a good console. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a good console. That's the problem with podcasting, right? You say something, it can come back and haunt you. Yeah. It's bad. Bad times. We don't bad speak times. about those days. No, no, exactly. But uh, I think that pretty much wraps up our first topic. Any closing thoughts before we move on, team? No, what I'm do you guys good. think of my British accent? Racist. Go now. Yeah, oh, top could, of the morning too, yeah? I think maybe that's, talking that's to Irish. someone from Britain might help you. With yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I should do it. Oh, David Attenborough. No, don't. That kind of sound like David Attenborough, right? No, David no, Attenborough. Attenborough, Attenborough <laughs> you know? But we're going to... Speaking of David, David Attenborough, we're going to move on to our next topic. The best segue of all time. The console wars. Who wants to explain first and foremost what what the console war is in our in our eyes? Who wants to take the honor? It's a bunch of uh, two people on the two factions on the internet. Just two people. Two factions <laughs> two of the internet swinging their keyboard warrior dicks around and just claiming mm. that one is mm. better than the other is what I'd like to say. But really, mm. it's a, <laughs> it's an on It's I guess it's a more like a creative discussion. We won't call it an argument. It is a creative discussion over rivalries of consoles saying which console they prefer or which console is superior or which console has the best stuff. Mm. It's, mm. it's a console war. People have almost like, there's like this slander. It's weird. It's like, a, it's like the voting system. Every four years, someone's going to shun someone else and try and hype them up yeah. and take someone else down. It's just a weird time. Well, I guess that the, the next question that leads into it's probably one of the first questions that we'll, we'll answer. What does the console war mean to you? So, Vinny, you kind of explained what it is, but what, what does it mean to you? I explained it very poorly, let me mind you. It was just... <laughs> but the console war means to me is it's just... It's just a rivalry between... At this point, Nintendo's its own thing, so we can count out Nintendo. It's a rivalry between Sony and Microsoft fanboys and mm. saying which one they prefer and why. And not only that, they're not only talking their console up, but they also shut their console down, the other, the opposing console. So yeah. it's, they'll slander the opposite and praise the one that they're voting for. It's, like, it's with weird. extreme veracity. Like it's yeah. not even like I'm going to come into, you know, it's a neutral battleground with debating. It's like, it's insane. Like every time, you know, Sony would post something. Sony's be an trash. Xbox person. Yeah. There's Sony ponies or every time there's a, like Phil Spencer will tweet something. There'll be that Craig meme. Like every time it's like, ah, oh, come on guys. But Sean, what, what does the, the console war mean to you? So I've got, I've got a lot of different thoughts on the console wars and whether it exists and whether it doesn't exist. Um, so in, in terms of what the console war is, in my opinion, if, if we were to, to agree that it does exist, it, it's basically um, you know, being part of a community. So 
you know, whether whether it's PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo, you want to be part of a community. You want to be part Spring of like, community. like you yeah. want to be part uh, with like-minded individuals who all enjoy the same sort of things. And you get very defensive when you're told that, oh, but this other thing is better than what you have. And mm. like, th- th- that's one part of it. But I, I really like to see it. Well, I don't really like to see it, but I do see it as like sporting teams. So they've got supporters and you could basically say that it's, it's a sporting war. It doesn't matter which code uh, you Good follow, point. you Good follow point. a team. And, that, and that's like your tribe. That's, the, that's your like-minded group that follow that one particular thing. Like for me in the AFL, I follow Essendon. And when you follow Essendon, you're told to hate Carlton. You're told to hate Collingwood. You're told to hate Hawthorne. Gold Coast is cool, but otherwise that's it. That's uh, Australian and, football. Yeah, yeah, AFL, yeah, Aussie rules. So, and, and that, so I see, yeah, console war is kind of like sport, uh, sporting teams in the same code. They're, they're all mm. after the same thing. They're all after people playing their games and enjoying their games and basically having a, a better bottom line than the others. That's all I really see it as. Yeah, that's exactly it. So what I think the console war is, I think the console war is just two extremist factions fighting out for kind of what they believe is, is the best. And it comes down to a couple of things. One, it's the system you've got. So it's like, I've got an Xbox, therefore it's the best thing because people want to justify their purchasing decision. In terms of what it means to me, like the console war rages on and has been raging on for a very, very, very long time. I'm talking mid-80s to, to 90s, right? We, the, the famous, you know, Sega does what Nintendo don't. So that, that, that there is my key point to what the console war is because the console wars were formed because of these brands. Where in modern day, if you're coming into to buying, you know, say your first console is the PS5 or the, the Xbox, it's not really a thing because now, you know, Last of Us launches and Phil Spencer will, will retweet the launch from Naughty Dog and say, great work team. Where in the 80s, early 90s, it was very guerrilla warfare and no one was doing that. Sega actually had marketing campaigns directly, you know, referring to the Nintendo, right? Sega does what Nintendo don't. So I think... That, that mindset has just continued on and, and is raging on. What do you think, Vinny? Well, when you said the whole, the slander, not the, the commercial campaign from the 80s, like you thought of um, that Crash Bandicoot uh, commercial where yeah. you had the microphone and it was calling out Megaphone, the Nintendo. Yeah. yeah, it was calling out the Nintendo. Mr. Uh, Plumber Man, yeah. come out and play, yeah. But even when you go, it, it goes beyond console wars. It's just a rivalry between things. You'll say... Um, Burger King and McDonald's in America. There was a campaign where it's like, why dine with a clown when you can dine with a king? That's and cool. yeah, like that's, that stuff's pretty cool. And but it's funny because it, no one like McDonald's doesn't go, oh, we've got a new cheeseburger. And then all the Hungry Jacks people come out and be like, ah, the burgers are better at Hungry Jacks. The Big Jack. Or have does that this, happen? Have you heard this controversy about the Big Jack? I yeah. have. And I'm semi-interested because I think the, the, the meat, Sean, listen to me, the, the meat patty on the hungry, I think the burgers are better from Hungry Jacks. However, okay. however, the, the actual meat components of the burger, if done correctly at the right temperature, are better than the burgers from McDonald's. However, however, this is the key factor to this video game podcast. Hungry Jacks workers in general, for some reason, can't. It's very rare that you get a Whopper and you're like, this is cooked and it's it's hot and and it's perfect. 
where the McDonald's system, some sort of system that McDonald's have in place, the burgers on a percentage ratio, Vinny, the percentage ratio are coming out better. Okay. So out of 10, out of 10 Big Macs, you may get seven good ones with three that are, you know, one's cold, the meat's, you know, not done right, the cheese is all over the place. That's seven out of 10. We're Hungry Jacks, I think it's the other way around. You're getting three really good Whoppers, but the other seven are just cold trash. Sean. I'm guessing you've been eating a lot of Uber Eats while we've been in lockdown. I don't Uber Eat. I never, I've only Uber Eated once in my so, life. So you, really? you drive to pick these Whoppers and Big Macs up? I've pre-COVID, I was always the firm believer. I can't. I don't know how we got on this topic. I can't do do buffets. (laughs) I can't do buffets. I've always had a rule that I will not go to a buffet. I do not like the idea of someone, this is pre-COVID, mind you, the idea of someone using the tongs and, you know, if there's chips, I've seen people go and grab a few chips as they're walking past. That disgusts me. I want to, I'd rather pay the money to have a meal prepped for me. It's coming from the chef's kitchen and coming to me. <laughs> PlayStation. <laughs> is all PlayStation is for you? PlayStation's the chef's kitchen. No, that's that's what the console war is to him. Oh, okay, yes, The console war to Josh is the big Jack versus the Big Mac. This is Vinny's fault. He started this conversation. He compared the Maccas and Hungry Jack. He could have just compared Coke and Pepsi. They did tests about it. Like, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Coke yeah. is the better drink. But beside the point, um, I think I think with the, with the console war, we're all kind of oh, yeah, we've all got a, war, yeah. a base. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, uh, I think we've all got a basic understanding that uh, well of what it is if it were to exist. Thank you for what's your next. So, what's your next question, Josh? <laughs> Thank you for reining this one back in. Now, the next question is: Has the console war ever influenced a purchasing decision? Uh, we'll go to you first, Vincent. Have you ever been influenced by the console wars? Oh, look, there's times where I've really wanted McDonald's, but my friends have pressured me into Burger King or Hungry Jack's. But <laughs> it happens, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, it happens. No, it's um, the console war has affected me, I think, really only once. I mean, I was a you know, growing up Super Nintendo, then the PlayStation were my own, was my own identity. Getting a PS2 was because of Kingdom Hearts. Obviously, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. But the Xbox 360 was the one that really triggered me because I was, at that point, I was locked into Sony PS1, Sony PS2. But when I was 18... Sony Pony. That's it. boy. Yeah. All my friends got the Xbox 360 because at that point, it was a better console. And the 360 is amazing. And it came out first too. It came out first. It was cheaper. Like they hit all the price points. Xbox Live was a better service, so everyone played online better. Um, and I got an Xbox 360, and I smashed Halo 3, smashed Halo ADST, mm. smashed Halo 4. Uh, full 1001 game before my account got banned because it got hacked. But that's a story for Were another day. Were you chance on there? I was. You haven't, uh, mm, that's mm. a shame. Yeah, it's a, mm. it's, a, it's a crying shame. But I think the console really affected me during my teen years when I wasn't able to purchase a console myself because I was did I lack the income and I think that's really mm. when people are gonna decide is when they can only really afford one of these consoles 
people just get lucky. Like there could be a kid out there. There could be an adult out there. There is. They're all like, oh, Sega's, you know, the Sega Genesis and Mega Drive were better than the, the Nintendo. And that would purely, they're wrong. But that, that would, that, that's a decision based on that was the console they got. Yeah. And it's like, well, I have to fight, you know, fight for what I, what I got. What do you think, Sean? Have you ever been influenced? Not really. Like, uh, you've like, got everything. So, look, you can see it all in the background. You, you've well, got a Wii U, he's got a Wii U collection. So we can't sit here and think that he's ever been influenced by anybody. Um, actually, I got, I got the Wii U on launch. I did, went to the, uh, the launch parties in the city. But anyway, um, in terms of uh, whether or not my purchasing influences, uh, my purchasing was influenced by the console wars, not really. The, um, like if we're talking about the Xbox 360 and the PS3, for example, I chose the 360 purely because of two reasons. One, I could put an external hard drive into it and save my games. Because yep. I, I, yeah, which I've said before in previous podcasts, because I just don't like deleting things. I, I don't know whether it's a digital hoarder or whatever you want to call it. And number two, Halo 3 mm. yep. was out. Um, like the PlayStation three. Yeah. Like I, I liked the console. I had friends who had it and all that sort of stuff, but it was just a little bit too expensive and it didn't meet the other criteria. It didn't have halo. It, I wasn't able to, to do all that. I, I could only install maybe a couple of games and then I'd have to delete one to install another one and all that sort of stuff. So like it, it doesn't really influence my decision. Um, like the console war itself. I, there are usually other factors that I would, have removed from the, mm. the war. See, for me, I, my uncle was, he's the only person in my family that is, is a gamer. So I've got a, a quite a young family. My uncle's about 10 years older than me. So when I was, you know, a child, he was only in his early teens. So he introduced me to PlayStation. He's always had all the consoles. I used to go there and was like a, it's like Christmas. Every time I went over, he had all the consoles lined up and, and all that. And, he was always more of a PlayStation guy. And back then it made sense. Like if he was, again, I think he was about 13 PS one, super Nintendo, uh, sorry, N64 N64 was more kid focused, right? Where PlayStation was edgy, you know, three, you know, final fantasy seven metal gear, all that. So he was at that right age where the PlayStation made sense for him. So he, I would go over and, and watch PlayStation. And that was what I, you know, started to play. Then I guess, you know, PS2, everybody had a PS2 and the PS2 was, it was, everyone loved it. It was a DVD player. Odd, 150 odd million units, Vinny, I don't know if you know. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you, don't, you, you didn't say it last episode. <laughs> no, no, I just, I keep repeating myself. And highest selling console of all time. And yeah, everyone loved the PS2. It had all those great things. It had your God of War, it had your Kingdom Hearts. That, that was it. PS3 was an interesting point because that was when I spoke about this last week. That was when I was entering high school. So I was at that 13 year old age and I got a PS3 and that was what I played my games on because that was what I was given because I didn't buy it because I didn't have a job. And I fell into that rabbit hole, fell into trophies, fell into all that, fell into Uncharted and all that, which we've spoken about in the past. And I, I don't think I've actually honestly ever been influenced by the console war because I was a kid that was more inspired by what my uncle was doing. And he may have been influenced by the console war, but I didn't even know what it was. I, I got it because he handed me the PS1 when he got the PS2. And then I got given it, you know, I got given the PS2 as a, as a gift. 
And then the PS3 launched on such a rough start. And I was like, I'm already invested at this point. Whatever. This, this yeah. is my thing. I'll play Resistance. I'll play Uncharted. And then after that, obviously, the game started coming and it all turned around. But uh, Vinny, what, you, you seemed like I sparked something in you. Did you have any comments on what I just said? Yeah, so you're, you were influenced by the console wars just by association. You were influenced by your yeah. uncle. So it's, right. yeah. it's not direct. So like, imagine you were given an Xbox instead of a, a PlayStation, but your uncle got a PlayStation. Imagine that world. Can you imagine what this <laughs> that, podcast would look like? That's a parallel universe <laughs> that I don't want to get into. Um, Oof, no one wants to be there. I mean, there's probably a reference because that's going to fly over everyone's head, but you wanted... Like, imagine you, you wanted Bone Storm, but you got Lee Cavallo's putting challenge. Like, that was, that was you. It's a no Simpsons reference. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I knew Sean would get it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You wanted, you, <laughs> wanted the, you wanted, in your opinion, the better thing, but you got the worst mm. one. And that would have really affected yeah. your opinion on the console wars because you might have slightly resented it because you couldn't relate with your uncle as much. And I think it's also very interesting because we are talking about like how we think that the console war has influenced us. And we've got to keep in mind that we've got blinkers on. So we, we don't necessarily see it from other people's perspective. So yeah, Josh, like as, as Vinny said, you don't believe that you were influenced because it was just like, it was what you grew up with. But in reality, you're, you could almost argue that your uncle indoctrinated you into PlayStation by giving you the PlayStation onto your PlayStation 2. What a decision. No, so like... (laughs) So I, I think I think it's like it's interesting for us to be able to have this conversation because mm. like we're all going to say no nah, no nah, I wasn't influenced but in reality chances are we were like I'm I'm just thinking now and I was probably influenced for my first console purchase which was a Nintendo sixty four because my uncle had one at my nan's place yeah yeah and but that's so, different and that- though I don't think that's a console war thing like con- the the term of the console war and what that is is very particular group of people fighting tooth and nail for a brand like but we i don't think i've ever been part of that that that's the console war that people refer to we yeah, may but, be uh, a subsection of that but i don't think we've been like my uncle in the ps1 there was no internet i doubt he was on forums going like you know oh the the, the xbox this and looks like a brick but maybe i'm wrong maybe he was what do you think yeah. sean well <laughs> I guess that that kind of then relates to how I was talking about the console war is seen as like, you know, supporters of different sports teams. Like like the AFL has been around since the 1800s, but you know, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have had the internet or anything like that, obviously, but you get indoctrinated. Like, like my parents, they barracked for Essendon. So I grew up barracking for Essendon and everybody in the family barracked for Essendon. And I, I think it's a similar sort of thing. So as much as it may not be a war, like mm. you are still born into the overall war and you are affected by it, whatever. Like we keep set, we keep thinking that the console war is about like, you know, the hardcore fanboys, you know, posting on forums or trolling tr- Twitter accounts and that sort of stuff. But in reality, like the war is just, would you prefer this console or this console? And if it's not a logical, well, like th- this is going to help me because of this. If it comes down to basically favoritism, you're participating in the console war. Yeah. Vinny, I want to get your thoughts on this. I, I see it as there's two, there's multiple levels. You know, we're going to talk about Seinfeld references, the levels, Jerry. <laughs> the levels. Put levels in. There's the console war. When we think console war and what people think when they hear the word console war is what we said, those nitty gritty people being mean to the other group and really like I, I've come across some crazy stuff on Twitter, like just crazy, absurd from both sides, even the PlayStation people. I'm like, 
Jesus, relax a little. Like, okay, we don't need to compare the flops. And anyway, that's what I think the console war is. And then I do think there is the business side of it, right? Where they are competing brands. And it is like what Sean said, where it's very similar to a sport where, you know, one, you know, one team needs to beat the other. And that's, that's competition. I think that's a different conversation. I think there's a, comp- there's a competition level where these are opposing brands. And then on top of that, there's the, the fanboys that are in the console war that are, what do you call them? The keyboard warriors. Yeah. I think you referred to them, Vinny. I think, that's, I think that there's a, a, there is a divide because I believe I've got a preference. I believe I prefer one system over the other. I'm pretty vocal on which one I think that is. And I, I can explain why, but I will never go out of my way to say the decision you made is wrong. And the console, the thing you like is terrible. And let me explain why. What do you think, Vinny? I mean, I'll use the sports analogy as well that Sean, because just off the top of my head, not being an AFL guy, but being an NBA fan, you look at Celtics, Lakers, uh, Boston versus Los Angeles for Josh, because I didn't know he was talking about. Um, there's, there's, the f- there's a hard rivalry there. There is. But there's also a lot of friendly competition. And it just depends on how diehard you are. Mm. And really, so someone could be a civilized Celtics fan, admire that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are talented players, but also their team is talented. But there's also yeah. people who will twist the narrative and say like, LeBron yeah, James that's... is absolute hot garbage, washed up, doesn't deserve to play. Kemba Walker is the greatest player of all time. And it's just, there are things like that where if you're saying things that just don't make sense, why yeah. say them at all? Because you're just catching yourself out in a lie. And, but they're just doing it because they're so passionate about it. It's, yeah. it's hard. I mean, you can say the same thing with Adidas Nike. If you're a Coke or Pepsi fan, it's, you, can be, you can take sides. You can 100% take sides. Oh. And there's no, there's no shame in taking a side or picking a side. The problem is... Have a lash- preference, it's fine. Having a preference <laughs> is fine. Just lashing out at the other person for just existing or the other kind of just existing, that's where exactly. it gets bad. Because, Sean, what do you think? Oh, no, Vinny, what do you think? <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say, like, you can't have a monopoly on one thing. You can't have one without the other. It creates a healthy competition, drive to, you know, outdo one another. It's important. Yeah. And what do you think, Sean? What do you think? Before Vinny comes, <laughs> I've like, got something else. <laughs> I feel like the, the argument that you have supporters of the console war that are, you know, hardcore. I, I still feel like that's just the vocal minority. I, I don't think 100%. that's, the, I, I don't think that's the overall picture of it. And it, it's, it's the part that's recognized and it's, it's most likely the part that you're talking about when we're talking console war. And, and that's like, you want to focus on that vocal minority, but in reality, there are people who are like, look, I just want to play my switch because it's got Zelda and the others don't. Yeah. And I've grown up. Yeah, exactly. They want to have a humble good time and I've grown up with Zelda and I want to be able to play Zelda. And so like they, they've taken a side in that console war, but they don't necessarily have to spout out being like, Oh, it's Link, you dumbass. Like you don't have to get that. Yeah, it's not Zelda. Yeah. It's Link. You know, what's funny. I went to, uh, like when I saw my brother last, I went into it because I gave him my Xbox One. Like, I've got no need for you. No, <laughs> I, I gave him that as a gift, right? I said, Here, you take it. Play Sunset Overdrive, play a good game. And I went over and we were just talking, and a couple of interesting things that he said. One we can say for another day, but the one he said to me, placed, he goes, Oh, you, because uh, I said, Oh, I'm playing whatever. He goes, Oh, PlayStation sucks. 
and I, I nearly did one of those, uh, you know, those half turns, you know, when the, you, like you, 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 your neck does the 360 type yeah, thing. Just I've never been more closer to backhanding a person in my life. No, uh, yeah. that was interesting because I'm like, what? Like we're related. No, but it was just, it's just interesting. Like, where where is that coming from? Like, what, what what's what's that opinion based on? And now I wasn't going to sit him down and go through the history of the console and explain who Shuhei Yoshida and Jim but did Ryan you ask was. him? I kind of just I did, and it was just that nah, it sucks. It was sucks. Just, just like I asked him. But what was weird? Then I asked him, okay, what do you think of Halo? And he goes, no one cares. Okay, okay, maybe we're just getting old and just like we're thinking uh, about it differently. I I know I know why he said that. PC Master Race. Yeah, that's it. Mm, he's playing on a keyboard and mouse too. I that was a little that. concerning. That was a little concerning. I said, what are you doing? I said, are you doing your taxes? He said, what are you talking about? No, I was like, he's it's playing only, Josh, it's only once a year, okay? <laughs> but I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But Maybe we're out of Yeah, time. like, that's interesting. Maybe is it an age thing as well where... The people that were the vocal minority is, as Sean referenced, maybe that's the younger, because these guys are all on internet. Like my brother was really stretching in the background. My brother is what, third, no, 10, 11, 11. He's 11 years old. Like, and kids are getting phones earlier these days. Like I didn't get a phone until I was in year seven where most yeah. kids now, late primary school, they're, they're getting, you know, they're given a phone. They've got access to the internet. They may not be on Twitter, but they, they are on social media. So, and that's the age where you're given gifts. That's the age where I would be passing. Like I'm the reason he's like that. I gave him the Xbox. So potentially this vocal minority, I'm not saying these people are all children, but maybe it is just the generation slightly under us, those mid to late teens, early twenties. I like to think these people aren't, you know, 30 with kids and fighting about consoles, but maybe I'm wrong. Sean, what do you think? I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I may be. It's just crazy to think, right? It's yeah. just crazy. People got but, better things to do with their time? Like, really? Yeah, it's just... Uh, and it's interesting. Like, the, I've been accused... I don't know if you guys know. I've been accused of being a, a PlayStation fanboy in the past. Was I'm shocking? shocked. I'm shocked. But I always say this to people. But, yeah. Is there anyone you know who's... I, I like to feel I'm the most critical person... Of PlayStation, like I will call them out on their on their screw ups, because I know, like I I get it, like I I can make that decision. I'm critical of everyone. If if Sony's going to come out and, and make a decision that I don't like, I'll call them out on it. Yeah. Okay. And you but make to the- be fair, they haven't like this generation PS4. They've really done everything right because clearly that they have right in terms of what they did at launch with you know you can share your games and use games and all that. They haven't really made any big mistakes you know we didn't have the podcast no we didn't when you know Fortnite and the cross play thing but i would have called them out on that too because that was wrong when they weren't allowing cross cross play between consoles so again there's a difference between having a passion like penny said there's nothing wrong with being passionate about about a brand or an opinion or having an opinion or thinking one's better than the other you have every right to state why you think that is but there is no need to kind of lessen the other or, or tell other people that their thought is wrong. And I guess that's how long. can't be wrong, though. Yeah. Well, the yeah. Wii U is obviously, like, the better console, but... Yeah, exactly. If anything, it's better than the PS... Uh, uh, they should re-release the Wii U alongside the PS5 and Series X. Why? You want to talk about next-gen? 
because it's got the. It's a next generation console, Sean. It's actually the controller. It's 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 like screens. It's a five head move. It's just a five head move. No, no, no. If they're going to do something like that, why don't you just have the switch like wirelessly connected to the switch dock? What happens if the new switch is called the Switch U? Oh. I'm getting it. When you just <laughs> when you just give up, you're like, all right, that's it. Shut it down. That, well, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's that's topic for another time. Yeah, exactly. We'll move over to our last question, ladies and gentlemen of the panel. So just the gentlemen, because there's just three male men on this podcast and one child. So two <laughs> two males. Three male men. men. Two men. Two men, one child. Jesus. The last question. Do we believe the console war is over? Sir Vincent, as you're more commonly known yes, in the, the community. That's his eye, yes. Tell us, do you think said war is over? I think the console war is over for me, personally. You know, I've mm. conquered the console war, but Great answer. O- overall, I don't think it's over. I think there's still, as long as there's a voice on the internet, the squeaky door gets oiled kind of mentality, it's... People who have the loudest voice will shout it and then it will deliver the amount of response corresponding to it. So people will fight over what they think is best. And that's going to stand test of time. It's happened before the console wars. It's going to happen after console wars have ended, which I don't think they ever will until there's one like champion remaining. So one ring to rule them all. That's it. And one to bind them. And that's, that's it. I think that's Lord of the Rings. That's the, that's the, uh, the, the, this is our Lord of the Rings review podcast. We just reviewed all three movies. Too long. Too long. Way too what? long. Five hours for the extended edition. Let me four, tell you four and a half. about Lord of the Rings. The, the Hobbit extended edition is on stand at the moment. And oh, I haven't seen the, ex- yeah, I, I, I haven't seen the extended edition before. And in the first one, all the dwarves are naked, like, like showering in a, a fountain. And I was like, what's going on here? Hobbit sucks. Lord of the Rings for life. That's the console wars right there. Yeah, that's the console wars. What about you, Sean? You, you, do you think the war is over? Do you agree Buckle with Vinny? Buckaroos. <laughs> all right, Vinny. Uh, Ruby, sorry. What's your name? Not Vinny. Strap in. You understand? Don't look at me like that. Strap should, I strap, should I strap in as well? You should strap in too, but you, you definitely should strap in. She's looking at me so confused. Like, it's just like, let me show you. This is, let's put this on there. No, you can't say that. Never mind. Continue. Sean, do you think the console was? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, so the, uh, there's two perspectives to this. So uh, one is yes, it's over. And the other one is no, it's not. And so like Vinny has already touched on it. Uh, I, I think for me personally, from my perspective, it's over but that's only because I have the privilege to be able to own whatever console I want. I'm able to play any game that I want. There's no war really for me. And I think that's something that we've commented on in the past, like all three of us, where we've all said, you know, there's no console war because in our opinions, we're able to purchase all three of the consoles. And I'm including Nintendo in this because they are still a console. Um, that Nintendo is going on their own direction. Xbox is going on their own direction. PlayStation's going on their own direction. And then PC is just watching everybody on the battlefield. So like on the one hand, I have access to all of them. So there's no real issues. If Spider-Man comes out on PlayStation, I'll grab that. If Halo comes out on Xbox, I'll grab that. If Zelda comes out on Nintendo, I'll grab that. Anything else, I'll grab it on PC. So like, that's not an issue. On the other side of it, the console war is alive 
and it will continue to be alive as long as there are consoles. Mm. And that's the, uh, there's multiple points to that, but I'll, I will try and be brief. Uh, that's all right. Go for it. No, no, I'll try and be brief. I'll try and summarize. But one of the, one of the reasons is, yep, yeah, everybody wants to believe in something. They want to be part of the group. We've already touched on that. And so you've got your three consoles. You've got PC as well, which I think we've really forgotten about. P, the the PC master race. master race, yeah, and the console peasant gamer, like it, it, mm. that's still a huge thing, and it's it's technically wrong because like console and PC, you can't compare the two. P, PC does everything better. We all know that. That's the taxes. It, 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 yeah, exactly. But it, it costs more to be able to run, but it has more uh, flexibility. Whereas with consoles, like I, I, I grew up on consoles to start off with. And then I moved to PC at uni. And then afterwards, I've slowly gone back to consoles because I know that the moment I buy a console and I buy a game, I can put it in and it will work. Yep. Mm. Whereas with PC, like I tried to play uh, Witcher 1 and Witcher 2. The uh, drivers. A couple, of, a couple of years ago. Yeah, it wasn't working. Whether it's drivers or whatever. I, I tried Witcher 1 during the week and it worked. So that's great. So I can get back. Well, I've got, a, I've got oh. a seven core GPU uh, RX 37 on, on my <laughs> PC. Oh, yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, don't even know if any of what I said is actual real terminology. At no, that's all. right. Why? Well, I'm okay. If you want to go terminology, I'm using a GTX 970 at the moment, and it's nearly seven exactly. years old. Uh, oh, yeah, so I'm using a GTX uh, 2080 Super, and that there we go. that so graphics card bad. costs more than what the consoles will these days. Yeah, what and, do and I have? The 30, the 30 series <laughs> are coming out soon, and and they're going to be like 800 to 850 dollars, like just buy an entry to that series, and that's yeah. purely for a graphics card. So like you can't really compare console and PC because they're different, but it, it's always great to say PC Master Race because um, uh, console players get triggered a lot. Mm. But in terms of the, the war itself, it, it's still ongoing. You've still got advertising campaigns pushing you know, your brand and your console and your games against basically everyone else. And that that's going to continue as long as we've got them. And I know we've gone off a tangent, but... No, I'm that's good. Talking. No, that's good. I, uh, I, I agree, right? Like, there's, there's not much to really debate. The console war will always go on as long as there's consoles and as long as there's people there to argue on the internet. Uh, competition is great, right? In terms of... And I've said this in the past, and I'll say it again. The success of the PS4 is because of the failings of the PS3. And I'm hoping that the, you know, the failings of the Xbox One in some respects will help fuel Microsoft's decisions for Series X and make that successful. Because when these consoles are on par, that's when we're seeing innovation, right? We saw everything. We saw Xbox introduce Game Pass because they were lagging in the first party front. Sony then, you know, gave in and kind of did the cross-platform play. If, if that was up to Sony, that wouldn't have happened. You know, if people didn't scream and outrage online, that, that wouldn't have happened. Sean, what do you think? Uh, yeah, you touched on, uh, like, innovations as long as they're competitive. So if we talk about, not last generation, but the generation before, which was the Xbox 360 and PS3. I, I'm saying yep. last generation for Xbox One and PS4. Just for argument's sake, and I think we're I'll there. Continue. Yeah, we're yeah. there. So I'm going to continue to use that from now on uh, for anybody listening and watching. But for the Xbox 360 and the PS3, the Xbox 360 was able to kick off 
nice and early. So it came out early, came out cheaper. Vinny's already touched on that before. And that's why he bought one. And that's why I bought one. And that's one of the reasons why it did so well early on. PlayStation did make ground later. But because there was competition, and I remember there were some points near the end of the trajectory of their life cycles where we had the Xbox One and the PS4 over the horizon, they were both at about 70 million units sold each. And just before that, you had things like the Kinect. You had things like the PlayStation camera, which they had iToy and PlayStation 2, but it had really developed to be something that could be used uh, once the PlayStation 4 came out with VR. So, mm. like, as long as you have healthy competition, as you said, Josh, there is going to be innovation. And yeah. so, for the console war to exist, like, we, we basically, we need it to exist and to push everybody ahead. But, like, as long as everybody is kind of, like, in that arms race and not necessarily at a level playing field, but as long as they are still striving to be better than the other, we are going to see better and better things from everyone. Yeah. Companies on the back foot will always do better because of it. Yeah. And I believe right now, I think we can agree that Nintendo is no longer part of of that three-legged competition. They are still part of the the war in general, but they've gone off. They've gone to conquer some islands over here. They're they're, they're not interested in the rest of the the home video game system. They're all about everything else now. (laughs) Yeah. You know what's annoying? Nintendo nearly started the war. They started the war. It's like they, uh, you know, the, the rocks, they started the fire and then bounced. And now they're not even counted as one of the people fighting. So I'll, like they, I'll they, see they, this here. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, well, they, they I'm bouncing. Don't need to be. They don't need to be because the thing with like, and we've spoken about this before, the thing that Nintendo's been able to do is they've been able to have a great roster of first party titles and they've been able to continue to provide that roster through every generation. Without fail, almost. Yeah, I was just going to say, and this is something that's just bounced to mind, so I may be completely wrong. This is a pure La Rosa-inspired thought. So again, All right, let's I may go. be completely wrong. Yeah, right. I think, now it'll be interesting if you guys agree or disagree. This, this will prove uh, my, uh, you know, incompetence. Thesis, yep. Yeah. I've got a feeling, my, uh, sorry, Nintendo's success is based on everything Sean just said and a plethora of other reasons. But I think one reason that gets missed a lot is the fact that because Sony and Microsoft are so neck and neck at each other, they never directly compete with Nintendo. Like if you think about it, the Vita Killzone was created to be a, Oh, not really. That was Sony's success of the PSP. And that was quite success, successful, but Killzone was made to be a competitor to uh, Halo, right? Yeah. Sony, Microsoft's acquisition of studios is probably to compete with Sony's first party. No one's creating a Mario clone or a Zelda type game because I think both brands they've know tried. that probably in the past they've tried, but I think both brands know now that for, in order for them to continue to be successful, they need, they need Nintendo. They need that three. <laughs> that will fix everything, but they need Nintendo, right? Because generally the, the thesis is that, you know, Nintendo consoles appeal to the younger demographic. You get them introduced to video games. They graduate from the Nintendo console and then they'll eventually move on to to the next console. Yeah. Right? And that's what happened to my brother. He was on a Wii U, God, you know, God bless him. And now he's on an, an Xbox One. But that's traditionally the trajectory. So I think the fact that they're left alone and they can do their thing and no one's targeting them in terms of the other two, 
that gives them the ability to be even more successful because they're running their own race with no one really competing with them. They're just yeah. running by themselves. Sean, what do you think? No, I, I do agree with that. And I think the starting point, we have to consider that the generation where all three of the basically console lines challenged each other was Xbox, PS2 and GameCube. GameCube. That, that, exactly. that was the first and only time where all three of them have gone head to head and Dreamcast yep. kind of was just before, but then disappeared since then, like Xbox went to the Xbox 360 PS2 went to the PS3 standard consoles. Yeah. With your controller and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Nintendo went to the Wii and by doing that and focusing a console that was all about motion control with also mm. having everything else like platforming and, and, and a standard control and all that sort of stuff. But they went in a different direction that time because as we've already spoken, they were behind. GameCube didn't sell as well as the Xbox or as the PlayStation 2, nowhere near. No, so Nintendo tried something different. They're like, look, we're not going to win this race. So we're going to make our own angle. And they made the Wii. And so how many Wiis sold over the course of the lifetime, uh, Josh? 101 million. <laughs> That's, right. that's actually the end. That I, is the answer. I thought it was I'll let just back that up. Yeah. No, it's that's 100 right. mil, give or take. Yeah, I was, I was going to say 101.2, but no, you're, you're there enough. Close <laughs> enough. Um, but like the, the Wii, you may see it if you look at Nintendo's consoles as an outlier, and it is. It is, yeah. Until the Switch has turned up now, which the Switch can do better. It's still open-ended. Depends what the Switch Pro will be, which will be for another podcast. But mm. Nintendo were able to break away from that three-headed race and do their own thing. And then they, they upgraded to a Wii U and then they upgraded to a switch. They're still over on their own little pathway. Whereas Xbox and PlayStation have been doing their console with the, their basic controller and co- moving forward. Now yeah, we're at the competing. stage where everything yeah. like what's more powerful, what's got the better games, what's got this, what's got that. When Nintendo's exactly they're, they're, they're in their own, they're in their own area. And now we've got Xbox, which we've already spoken about. They've finally decided that, okay, we might have to be like Nintendo. We're not going to win this console and controller race every single generation with PlayStation. PlayStation's been able to do it since the end of the PlayStation 3 through to the PlayStation 4, and now it looks like it's going to be PlayStation 5. So they need to do something different. And Game Pass was their movement into a different direction. And so as much as the console war is technically dead because they're all going in their own separate directions... It's still alive because you're still going to have people's opinions on which one is better than the others. Yeah. yeah. And I want to get one last kind of thesis that I've just popped into my mind. Like I think we've spoken about in the past at Microsoft in the past, maybe a bit too future thinking. You think about their Xbox one launch with DRM and, you know, sharing games with the family and doing it all virtually and all that. They were kind of seen as, that was that decision was probably five, 10 years to advance. We weren't there yet where your console had to check in every day. I think now like every game is connected to the internet one way or another. So I think they were just a bit ahead of their time, potentially what Microsoft's doing. And I don't mean to get a bit to go off topic, but I think it's interesting, right? Is it, is that is Microsoft future proofing themselves knowing at some point hardware is going to fall away and it is going to be a, a, a service race where you can have an Xbox app, on your TV or on, or even on your PC. And then you've got that system. So Microsoft's already in the back of your mind in terms of, you know, Microsoft PC and game passes on PC and thanks Ruby and game pass as a service. It's a seen as a service as opposed to a, as a software, as, as opposed to hardware 
do you think maybe they're, they're already starting to see that coming and they're just, you know, we spoke about last week or the week before that games were being sold digitally, like the sales of digital sales have gone through the roof because of COVID. But generally what's going to happen, this is just my prediction, that now that people have dipped their toes into buying digitally, they're probably going to stick to that. Just like with the subscription service and once you've got it, you generally keep it. People will start buying games online and go, oh, this is, this is easier. Maybe I'll just continue to do that. So do you think maybe Microsoft is future-proofing themselves where Sony isn't? Uh, Microsoft is playing the long game and it's going to benefit them in the end. That's short and sweet. I think it's, I think it's right. Yeah. Sean? I'll try, and, I'll try and summarize it as well. But in 20 years' time, we're going to look back and we're going to say that PlayStation dominated this era, but Microsoft had the ideas to dominate the future era. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they will dominate the future era based on them I, starting now? I think, well, I, I'm not going to say that. It's very I'm hard not going to make predict. you write it in concrete. I know. I, <laughs> well, this is a podcast. It'll be set in stone. But um, I don't think that they'll necessarily dominate, but I think they are definitely on the front foot putting in these ideas and these technologies in now because mm. I believe that it is seen in an understanding that this will be the way of the future yeah. in terms of digital. I, I, I think physical games, as much as people hold nostalgia to it, which is what we do, like that, that's the only reason we really keep buying physical games is for the nostalgia that we have it. It's in our hand. Things are going to progress and move forward it is going to be digital only. Microsoft's trying to get in early and mm-hmm. they're, they're going to take a hit now, which they already did with the Xbox One where they said that, you know, they wanted everything to be digital and DRM, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. They're taking a hit now, but they know that they have a plan long-term in order to succeed. PlayStation, they almost don't need to really consider that because they know that the moment they need to switch over, they can and they will. They're going to continue to, okay, well, while the market still wants physical games, while the market still wants just a basic console with the brand new games, they're going, they're going to keep hitting that. They're going to keep hitting that sweet spot. And the moment the PlayStation 8's about to come out and they say, okay, we're moving to full digital, by, by the time you've gone through PlayStation 5, 6, and 7, they're going to understand it and you're going to make an easy transition. And so they're going to stay steady. But Microsoft are getting in early. That is my thought exactly <laughs> that is exactly what i'm thinking right i had this debate with someone before just having a conversation they're an xbox person and saying you know microsoft's planning for the future there's going to be a day where there's no hardware and sony aren't prepared and blah 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 blah, blah. was he your little brother and no it wasn't he's my very articulate is he your cousin uh this was my one of naomi's family members so my uh, brother-in-law brother-in-law um future brother-in-law future brother-in-law so he's, he's not a huge gamer, but he's an Xbox person. And he's got Game Pass. And I said to him, yeah, but what you need to keep in mind, right? Like Sony are dipping their toes, not to use Vinny's words again, but they're releasing games on PC now. They've, they've got Horizon that's just come out. They you know just released their financial earnings. They, they want to experiment more and releasing games on PC. So they will do that. They've got PlayStation now, which needs a lot of work and is nowhere near as fantastic as game pass i wouldn't even put it on the same level to be honest and again it's not here in australia so maybe i'm wrong but being critical of of playstation it's not the service that game pass is but what sean said is exactly my mindset if sony has the momentum now and then they can partner up with third-party publishers and developers now at the moment that they need to switch over 
who are these publishers and developers going to choose? They're going to go with the one that's got the most brand recognition and selling the most hardware at that time, because then it's just an easy flick of the switch transition. The fact that Sony are now releasing a, a PS5 without a disc drive is huge. I would have not predicted it. If, if this was, you know, if we predicted, uh, had a predictions episode and we said, you know, these consoles are going to be disc-based or non, I would have thought maybe Microsoft would have done that because, again, they are very future thinking. There is no way I thought Sony would have a, a discless PS5. What do you think, Sean? Uh, well, in terms of discless, uh, Xbox already has a discless console. The sad. Xbox One, there's a discless version. And yeah. it's not really stopped because, especially brick and mortar stores. And yeah. I, think, I don't I think want the it. Reason, <laughs> the reason's obvious. But it, it was, it, it's a test of the water. It's basically a Game Pass box. Yeah. yeah. And so Xbox were always going to do it. I... I'm not necessarily surprised that PlayStation did it. I'm surprised that they did it this generation, but I not think next. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was kind of expecting maybe, okay, PlayStation six or something like that, but or like halfway through the PlayStation five's life cycle. That's but a good point. Yeah. Like the, the fact that they're getting in early now, I think that shows from Sony's point of view that, okay, we recognize it. We haven't really done much in that space. Hmm. We need to, as you guys love, dip the toes into that marketplace. Yeah, exactly. Vinny, any closing thoughts before we uh, finish up? And move on. And move I think on. you guys covered it. It's more, it's definitely playing into their own strength right now. So Sony's capitalizing on what they can do having a, and capitalizing on nostalgia, which is exactly what Nintendo does. And even though it's working right now, it might not always work. So Microsoft are looking towards the future. And you can't, they're a company that's like, it's Microsoft. It's some of the software company. It's yeah, exactly. They have such a backing in software. It's really the hardware. You don't buy Microsoft products in terms of physical, you buy it in digital. So Mm -hmm. they're definitely looking towards that as the future. And it's, it's only a matter of time until people start realizing this, or at least the console war starts realizing this. But yeah, I think Microsoft is playing the long game. Sony will event inevitably have to catch up, but right now it's there's no need. There's no need. All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up. I guess my final thoughts are is agreeing with everything that was just said. Uh, they're all doing <laughs> it in their own way, right? Microsoft is doing that with game pass. Sony's, semi doing that with playstation vr they're the only manufacturer really unless you look at the the, the switch vr unit which labo whatever it's called well, i don't think the, anyone the, I, the the xbox one connect is actually very very good in terms of what it can offer uh obviously the games you're full of bangers today sean you're full of bangers I, the uh, no the <laughs> games the games ne- necessarily don't match up to it but the camera itself uh mm. the fact that it could do heat vision and, and all this That's sort of cool. stuff it's and and like the camera can actually see field of depth and it can understand yeah. field of depth. Like there's so many innovations in the Xbox one camera. It's just never utilized, but no, yeah. they're, they're, anyway, that, that's just a little side point. <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, you know, uh, Nintendo are, uh, innovating in the sense of having the first real console handheld hybrid. So they're innovating in that sense. Again, Microsoft with game pass and PlayStation with the more traditional, you know, structure, but then dipping their toes with, PlayStation now dipping their toes with PlayStation VR. 
So in some sense, they they are with PC releasing on PC. So in their own ways, they're all kind of expanding. But yes, the console war will continue to rage on as long as there is consoles out there. Uh, but again, the team or the panel here don't. We don't engage in it. Well, I like to think we don't engage in it. Well, PCs won, so. Exactly. Well, only one. <laughs> there's only one system I can do my taxes on, and that is the Nintendo Wii U. Wii U. But uh, <laughs> we'll move on from here. Now, guys, we aren't having a busy playing something segment. We are taking a delay in proceedings for this week's episode. So we're going to do something a little different. Um, we didn't touch on what games we were playing at the start of the show. So we've calculated. It's a calculated strategic move is basically, I didn't completely forget to talk about what games we were playing. That wasn't part of it at all. Cause I am that great of a host. That's it. Josh uh, is playing uh, 40 checkers, uh, 40 chess when we're all playing checkers. Exactly. <laughs> I'm playing, what am I playing? I'm playing some sort of, you know, that, that three. The, the, I'm playing knack three, right? When you guys are still playing Bubsy 3d is what I'm That's saying. It. Okay. Let's, let's just be that. What? What? Knack three. He's got the Bubsy only 3D. copy of knack three. Get him. <laughs> you know, do you want to know a little bit of history of Bubsy 3D? No, but okay. That game was developed on PS1 <laughs> by Edemic, was the, the, the studio. Yep. Do you know who that team then became? Uh, this no, can all be found in uh, State of Josh episode one, by the way. Yes. They then, yeah. that engine that that game is run on is the engine that Siphon Filters run on. And that team then morphed and transformed and became Sony Bend. So there's your PlayStation history for Sony Ben for today's episode. But yes, let's move on to what games we are playing. Vinny, I'll start with you. Oh, well, just to, just to once again run it back, I'm playing my League of Legends and my Pokemon TCG. But I'm playing a new game. Ooh. And my God, is it good? It's called Hades. It's don't sleep on the indies, people, because Supergiant, they've done Bastion, they've done Transistor. They just, they put out bangers and Hades is so good. Like, I love it. I am mm. loving it right now. I, I kind of, I was playing, maybe I was playing, my break maybe went over an hour today. Played a little bit of Hades. Hope no one That's why. Been, yeah, mm. it's bad. You were, <laughs> you were talking, you were talking the game up when uh, we first saw it as part of the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And that was it. Like I saw a Nintendo Direct, I'm like, oh, this game's pretty cool. Oh, it looks really good. And Super Giants, some guys did Bastion. But yeah. this game is so good. It's a roguelike game. So if you die, you come back to the start, but you have upgrades and you can run different, different weapons like in Bastion. The gameplay is really fun. It's very Sleek. engaging. And it's all because I've been reading or listening slash reading to the Percy Jackson, Percy Jackson the books Greek right mythology. now. The yeah. Greek mythology. The Greek mythology really gets me. Like, I'm... Yeah. Like, I'm not the only one who loves Greek mythology. I'm sure, like, a lot of... Oh. Josh, I know you like... You know, I know that person. Yeah, you like, you like Greek mythology as well, like God of War and all that stuff. God of and War. Athena. Yeah, you, boy. People like Greek mythology. I'm sure you like it too. Oh, mm. yeah, mm. just be wary of Zeus because he'll stick his dick in anything. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that stuff's crazy. Like, everything's son of Zeus. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, this See, guy that's, really that's got a guy around. Can't take, that's a guy who can't take no. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. no means Ooh. yes. Uh, yeah, it's a touch subject. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a podcast for another day. Uh, Sean, have you had the chance to play Hades? Uh, no, I haven't yet. Uh, I'm I'm still like deciding whether or not to get it on the Switch or PC. Uh, 
like that that's that's really where i'm sitting at at the moment like i mm. I, I love the art style for it and uh i like the idea of greek mythology again like in, in a different spin but mm. yeah uh, because i saw it on nintendo direct i'm kind of like oh maybe i should get it on the switch and then it's like oh it's also available on pc it's like oh i could get it on pc so i'm, I'm really torn on it i will buy it on switch if limited run do a um do a physical copy physical. of it mm. or if it gets because it's nostalgia because i like having physical things yes oh, yeah that's a, okay, that's a topic okay. for another day <laughs> uh sean playing anything else uh what playing, have you been I'm, playing i'm playing a few things uh i've got a little list here so i finished gray matter uh which i i still think like as a point and click adventure game it's actually got a really good story it's got a banging soundtrack uh so if you're able to get your hands on it i'd give it a go it's also available on pc uh i tried because i got it for two dollars from eb <laughs> uh it's called big bash boom so oh, yeah. it's basically the 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 it's the BBL so the big bash for cricket uh, uh. in game format except with big heads and costumes and power okay. ups and um yeah it's not bad like I, I can see I can see where the where the entertainment value is and mm. I think the price point was probably on but look uh, still it, it's by Red Ant so it is an Australian made game and so like, I'm I'm always happy to support my Australian games no matter whether I like it or not. Um, mm-hmm. And the other game that I've played through, which I also finished was Quantum of Solace, uh, which we'll talk beep, about beep, once, uh, once Josh gets his copy. <laughs> Australian Post talking about this. Anyway. Anyway, but it. like, and at the moment, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of deciding at the moment whether to Avengers. continue. Well, Avengers is coming. And I, I know that I'm going to be playing that once I, once I get it from Amazon, but I'm I'm Good not sure what. Yeah, thanks. Uh, well, hey, like some of them released early, so I was kind of hoping that I get mine early as well. But that didn't. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of like a little bit torn, and this might be a topic for another conversation uh, sometime down the track. But I've got some really good Switch games that I really want to get into and get stuck in. Like Breath of the Wild, I haven't finished it. Like I want to be able to just get into it. But then I'm kind of drawn by the fact that I've got like Xbox One games and 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 PS4 games and all that sort of stuff with trophies and achievements. And I'm like, look, at least if I finish that, people will be able to see that I've finished it or be able to have it like on record that I finished it. And so I'm like, I'm really torn about what I'm going to play next uh, after Avengers. So I don't know, like, well, it's probably a topic. It's a topic we'll have another time, but uh, that's sure. kind of where I'm at the moment. Yeah, and for me, uh, thanks for asking. Uh, playing. <laughs> Uh, I'm not really playing much. I I get like this when I'm in between games and I'm excited for something. I I just like, I don't want to start anything because I don't want to get too attached to anything. But uh, I started just going through Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered because it was free on PlayStation Plus. And I thought I haven't played that in Modern Warfare 2, sorry. Uh, And I haven't played that in a a second. So I went back and kind of played through that. But yeah, just really looking forward to Avengers, which comes out tomorrow. I've got my physical copy click and collect because can we, can I was that worried that my pre-order wasn't going to come because I had it pre-ordered for delivery and I didn't realize it leaves the depot on the day of release as opposed to being delivered yes. to you on the day of release. So I had to cancel that quickly do a click and collect. And now I'm going to click, pick it up on uh, tomorrow morning. I've got a meeting at nine thirty to 10 as soon as that's done. 
pick it up. Let it download, Vinny. Let it let it let it install, Sean. You know, day one patches, all that stuff. Love all let that, that stuff. happen. Get all that stuff happening, and then I'll 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 get into that. But in terms of um, Hades, before we finish up, I haven't played it. Want to play it? Waiting for it to come to PS4. Then I'll play it so I can get some trophies. But ah, uh, trophies, yeah. yes. I'm, I am looking forward to that. I remember that game got announced and it was a big deal because it was an Epic Store exclusive. I remember that was kind of the story uh, when it released in its, its pre-full release form. That has been Busy Playing Something, episode 22. You can find us individually on the Twitters at Vinichens for Vincent Candelo, Joshua LaRosa for Joshua LaRosa. I hate saying that because there's no better way of summing it up. And Holly DePrawn for Sean Harron. You can find Busy Playing Something at Twitter at Busy underscore playing and then of course instagram and facebook at busy playing something so thank you for watching busy playing something we'll see you next week on busy playing something sean goodbye Vinny. close this out may the power protect you peter you can't believe everything you read on the internet oh it's all perfectly legal oh my god okay it's happening do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? Behold my greatest creation, Mac. A conductor? They're irrelevant. Like you're waving no, a stick. No, they're not. No, they're, no, they're not. not. They keep time. They need to come in, pick up the stick. I think Jerry Seinfeld said this. They do this. They start. He puts the stick down and he walks off. No, At that no, point, you no, are not needed. No. Nobody cares who I was until I put on the mask. That's that's really good. That's, that's good. Bad. Like with this little like. And here we can see the standard twenty-five-year-old male oh, walking look at that. his local EB Games. The African zebra walks across the savannah. There's an alligator watching ever so closely.